Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. day and welcome to the next episode of Just One Thing. As a reminder, Just One Thing is the podcast of MindfulLiving.today and we would love for you to join us on Facebook at Mindful Couple and our very supportive Facebook group, Mindful Living Today with Lisa and Brad. With that, we would like to dive right into today's episode, which is about meditation. Yes. It's sort of at the, one of the core skills, I think, that really leads to a mindful, mindful life. life. And um, one of the things that we have noticed in dealing with our group and some of our clients, you know, over the last months and years is that there's just a lot of misconceptions out there about what meditation is, what it isn't, et cetera. And I think there's even some misconceptions that are spread by the popular press. Yes. Uh, And I've been meditating for 35 years now. You've been meditating for decades yourself, I think. You've had some formal training, particularly with mindfulness-based stress reduction, which is a meditation-based practice. So we wanted to dispel some myths about meditation uh, this morning with this titled uh, Meditation Myths. Okay. Um, And I know you gave some Facebook Live episodes to our group last fall, and I think you explored a few of those myths yourself. So why don't you dive right in and sort of explore and talk about probably the one or two biggest myths that people or misconceptions that people have about meditation. Okay. Um, Well, I know for myself, when I first read about meditation and was like, okay, this would be something that's good for me and I should be doing this and yada, 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 Um, I read books about it and this whole concept of clearing your mind, quieting your mind, clearing your mind, emptying your mind, emptying your mind. And so I worked really, really hard. Like to me, that was the cornerstone of my practice was forcing my mind to be quiet, to be still, to be clear. Um, It took a tremendous amount of effort. I have a very chaotic, creative mind. Uh, It was not easy. It was not pleasurable. It was very unrewarding. If I could go, th- my, my big deal was to count to 10. If I could okay. make it to 10, <laughs> no, you can't. I, I had that a huge success. And, and rarely right, did I make right. it to 10 with, with you know, with a clear and, and mind. we have heard from others that they just get frustrated because oh they, gosh, they, quote, yes. they, quote, can't, can't clear their mind. They can't clear their mind. They can't meditate. Um, they don't do it well. Right. Um, and so I think that's one of the things that has really encouraged us to do this episode is to me, meditation is such a valuable tool and it is all of these myths that I think prevent people from even so, exploring so it. it. Is a, is, so I'm assuming then that it is a myth that you can or should clear, clear your, your mind. Clear your mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so one of the things that actually doing the uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction, what that program taught me was acceptance of the fact that my mind was busy. Right. That, that, that well, yeah. your, your mind is just naturally busy. It's naturally curious. It's naturally going to go off and explore and, and make stories and create worlds and all that kind of stuff. And you should not punish yourself for that. Right. It, it, is, it is so against everything that meditation is all about. 
to be punishing yourself right. and be frustrated with the fact that, oh, that was a terrible session. I couldn't keep my mind quiet for three seconds. So what what do you feel, you know, to me, the quieting the mind, the, the, the well, yeah, clearing your mind? I wanted to build on that a little bit yes. more because I think it's... That's the place to start. Even to when me. you talk to, you know, Buddhist monks, people who have been med literally meditating Born their meditating, whole lives, right. um, they talk about monkey mind. Yes. You know, and that is the fact that your your brain, which is the seat of your mind, right. is, is constantly working. Right. You cannot stop it from working. Right. And the seat and the soul of meditation is not to stop that because it's right. literally impossible to do that right. as long as you're alive. Right. It's to sort of like rise above that thinking and actually just watch your thinking. Right. And say, oh, well, that was a thought. That was an emotion. That was a sensation, right. and it's sort of that rising above that metacognition as you're looking the looking at your thoughts, right. maybe even labeling your thoughts, not in a negative or positive, not in way, a but judgmental just like, way, but just like, oh, that's a thought, that's a thought, that's a thought. Oh, my mind went to the beach. Oh, my mind went to the kitchen. Right, and it's that watching your thoughts. Yes. that's sort of that's what the meditative process is all about, and right. doing that in a non-judgmental way. Exactly. And if you are on a focus-based meditation, which would be like repeating a phrase. Or feeling the sensations of your body. Right. Um, what you do is you still can't stop your mind right. from wandering. Right. But it's to notice. Oh, my mind I, just wandered. I, my wandered. My mind wandered. I wasn't thinking about my breath anymore. Right. And it's and it's noticing that. It's like oh, my mind wandered. wandered. Oh, let's come back and think about the breath. Right. And every time you notice that your mind wanders, you bring it back. Yes. To your point of focus or your anchor. Yes. That, I, I, I consider that a rep. A moment a, well out. A repetition. Well, and, and to me, one of the one of the greatest gifts that, that, that I had in learning to, to, to meditate in a, in a healthy way uh -huh. was to look at those wanderings, mm -hmm. the observation and the awareness of the, of the awareness of when your mind wanders as a celebration. Yeah, absolutely. It is a point of celebration because it's an awareness that you have. It's the notice. It, That's it, the it, big it, deal. That, that, is what you, that is the key of what you are looking for in a, a, a healthy meditation practice. And, and the result of that is as you practice meditation, it's the noticing what your thoughts are doing. That's what gives you control over right. your emotions and behaviors as outside you get better meditation. at it. Because right. outside of meditation, just in your life, all of a sudden, you know, oh, I'm getting angry. Right. Or, oh, I'm frightened. Now you can do something right. about it. Right. And that's what meditation gives you is that pause to notice and say, oh, something's happening with something's my thoughts, right. with my reactions, etc." that now I can choose. Exactly. Rather than just go with the flow. Yes. It, it is that choice. To me, that meditation creates choice. And and, and all you are doing, like you say, it, it's a rep. You, what you are doing is training your brain to... Be aware of those moments that it's wandering right. when you don't want it to wander, when you really would like to be focusing on something else, when you would like to have awareness about your reaction, about what you're feeling, about sensation, about moving away from sensation, mm -hmm. like pain, for sure. example. Um, you know, it's really easily, and we may have talked about this before, but especially those that suffer with chronic pain or, or constant anxiety, you become... It, it becomes a feeling that you are the pain. Mm -hmm. You are the anxiety. Like that is your all of your being. And so what, what meditation does is allows you to find that it might be a split second. Right. But it's a moment of separation between the pain and any other experience that's out right. there. And, and observing, oh, yes, my back does hurt, but my foot doesn't. Right. 
Right. And it might only be that split second. Exactly. That split second of awareness of, oh, wait a minute, I am not pain. My whole body is not pain. Right. I have pain in my back. So, so to me, I think that biggest myth about meditation is that you somehow clear your mind. Right. And it's not that. The other, the other big myth that I wanted to explore, maybe we'll get to a third, but the, bit, the next one is that it takes years or decades right. of meditation to have some kind of result. Right. And I will say that the longer you do it right. on a daily basis and Very over the definitely. years, the more value it will have. It's kind of like exercising and training. The right. longer you are a runner, the better runner you're going to right. be. The more weights you lift and the more years you lift, the stronger, the more muscular you're going to be. Right. And certainly the longer you meditate per day, the longer you meditate in number of years, right. the more value it's going to have in terms of that emotional and behavioral regulation. But, and, and <laughs> there are immediate yes. benefits that you can get from the very first day yes. that you start to meditate. Um, you want to talk a little bit about that? But Well, you seem all gung-ho about it, so gung-ho. Go, go with it, go with it. Well, and we talked about you know immediate anxiety relief a couple right. of weeks ago. And one of the first things that you will notice is that as you sort of just practice meditation, as we've described it, not worrying about your brain right. racing or wandering, wandering, but just noticing and bringing it back and being happy about that and be focusing on the breath or body sensations or just watching your thoughts, you will notice that there is an immediate relief from anxiety, anxiety yes. and nervousness and fear that you might feel in your life. Right. So almost immediately from the get-go, you're going to receive some benefits to emotional regulation, particularly yes. down-tamping um, negative emotions, Yes, whether it's anger, anxiety, anxiety fear, anything like that. And from the moment you start, assuming that you can allow yourself to practice with patience uh-huh. and kindness and, and not right. be upset with yourself, right. you're going to experience those positive emotional benefits from the get-go. Right, right. Yeah. And, and to me, as you, you referenced from our from our anxiety uh, podcast we did a couple weeks ago, um, it, it starts with a breath. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's it's not like oh, and maybe that's another another myth is you know you don't have to sit in a weird position with weird clothes and do it for forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can to, you can do it anywhere one, and anytime. one breath. Yeah. You know, f- really seriously, if you're in a panic attack or if you're feeling very angry, if you can pause and take a nice deep belly breath. Right. If you're focusing on your nice, breath, you're yeah, feeling it going in. You're right. Feeling your belly rise. Right? That's meditation. That's meditation. That's it. And that moment, it, it short circuits that fight or flight response right. and tells your brain, oh, wait a minute. I'm not in danger. I'm safe. I don't have to panic. I'm not threatened. Now I have choice. And that's when executive function steps in right. and allows you to have that cognitive, that, right. that mindful thought of, do I want to respond this way? Right. Um, and, 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 and that's just from a breath. Right. You know, it, it really is that simple. So there are immediate benefits. Again, the more you practice, the longer you practice, the more benefits you will get. Exactly. Another myth that I wanted to look at, and, and you mentioned it in passing, is that you have to sit in a certain posture. Right. You have to meditate in a certain way. You have to say a certain set of words. Right. Um, you have to, like, pretzel yourself. Right. Or wear certain clothes. <laughs> right. uh, and, and as you've just described, you can literally meditate. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime, yep. any position, any yeah. way you're dressed. It doesn't have to be repeating a mantra right. or a sacred word or a special word. Right. It doesn't have to be There's only. No it doesn't have to be. <laughs> it doesn't only have to be like focusing on your breath. It doesn't have to be looking right. at a candle. There are literally dozens and dozens of types of meditation. Exactly. Most of them will have similar benefits, 
different ones might have other types of benefits. You know. Well, and, and in fact, I you know the meditation that I like to teach in our program that we will be putting together that we're putting together and launching, it, it, it is not a traditional seated quiet meditation. The, the meditation that I like to teach people that think that they can't meditate or people that are struggling with meditation, I like to teach them moving meditations, active right. meditation, right. things that are not just sitting, right. you know, in an unusual posture. Um, so that to me opens that whole experience up to, oh, wait a minute, this, th this is more right. than just sitting with my legs crossed and I can't do that anyway. Right. You know, my back hurts. I can't sit still. Um, that totally blows that whole myth right. out of the water. And the last myth I think I wanted to cover today is um, some people are fearful of meditation because they think it runs counter to their particular religion. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wanted to emphasize that the way we talk about meditation, although it does have some roots, you know, in Eastern, I'll say traditions, and not philosophy. religions. Right. Um, it is it is something that is compatible with every religious belief. Oh, absolutely. It's compatible with agnostic beliefs. It's yes. compatible with being an atheist. It's based on the science of your brain how your brain works, how your emotions right. work. And although it is built on some of these traditions, both East and West, it's not tied to a particular religion. No, and it doesn't doesn't interfere or hurt your religious practice. No, and way. in fact, in fact, for example, praying the rosary is meditation. Exactly. Yes. You know, so so you know, anything that you're sitting and doing peacefully and you're you're being very mindful about words that you're it could be prayers. I mean, there's all kinds of other ways right. that that meditation happens that that are religious practices. Sure. So this is not, you know, you can choose to say God is good if you want. Right. It, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Right. You know, it, it really has nothing to do with faith. It's more the practice of training your mind to think what you would like it to think in that moment. Right. Um, and with something else, well, you, was that your whole thought that on that? That was my thought I just wanted to cover, because I know that's why some people shy, shy away. Shy away from it, yes. And, and there's one more in conjunction with that, and it makes me think of the course that we took. Um, you, you are not your thoughts. Right. Is the final point. So um, I know when in one of the classes that I took, someone was genuinely afraid. They were genuinely, deeply afraid that their mind was still for the only time in their life. They never remembered having a, a mind that wasn't off doing right. the, a dance. And during this highly focused guided meditation, meditation they, they, the sensation they felt was my thoughts stopped. Right. And it scared and, them. And right. They thought they were going to disappear. They thought something bad was going to happen because their thoughts were quiet. Um, or or, the, or it, it, they just Rel had a moment of rest. Relatively quiet. Yes. Yeah, rest, they yes. had a moment of rest in their mind. Um, there's no danger in that. Right. That's not. That doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. It doesn't mean right. you're suddenly going to disappear or you're going to go to some weird place or you're going to suffer a concussion or faint or whatever you think might be the outcome of that. The reality is you've just successfully right. given yourself a pause for a moment. And the last thing that I will finish with is... There's so many last things. This is such a great topic. There, there is no such thing as a bad meditation, bad meditation. session. No. Some people think, oh my God, I just couldn't that focus That was a terrible today. meditation Well, the session. fact that you tried, the fact that you noticed that your mind was wandering more than usual. Is the success. That's the success right there, that you noticed your mind. That yes. is the key thing. Yes. Uh, this is very rich. Yes. Uh, we are developing a course on mindfulness made easy that will be out in the next couple of months. months. Uh, this is just skimming the surface of the 
of the topic, and we will we will cover it more. Yeah, and, and we don't we don't normally pitch, but but truly, this is a perfect place for to me for. If you think you can't meditate, please reach out to us. Absolutely. Because yeah. this is something I have, you know, I'm a very, very creative, very uh, ADHD type person. This is not something that I just sat down and I think you have a more natural meditative yes. state. <laughs> this was not well, well, something yeah, and, that happened naturally. And meditation is going to help literally every part right. of your life. Right. Everything. Everything. So, yes. With that... This has been Just, Just One, One Thing. Thing.